Welcome to this podcast of sermons at CUNY United Methodist Church. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the fifth chapter. You've heard it said, you've heard that it was said to those in ancient times, you shall not murder, and whoever murders shall be liable to judgment. But I say to you, that if you are angry with a brother or sister, you will be liable to judgment. And if you insult a brother or sister, you will be liable to the council. If you say, you fool, you will be liable to the hell, to the hell of fire. So when you are offering your gift at the altar, if you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother or sister, and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are on your way to court with them, or your accuser may hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard, and you will be thrown into prison. Truly, I tell you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better to lose one of your members than your whole body to be thrown in hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better to lose one of your members than for your whole body to go into hell. The Gospel of the Lord. So we are in our worship series on Fresh Start. We've actually, we're on week five. We've been at this for a while. And this is our last week in this worship series. We started back in January. It was a new year. We were on the other side of the solstice and the sun was starting to return. And we felt those ways that God was calling us to recommit, to recommit ourselves to discipleship or maybe to begin a new life of discipleship. And as we made this fresh start, we were told you matter. Your mission matters, and this year matters. God is doing something amazing right now, right here, and we get to be part of it. In these past weeks, you were anointed for your mission with Matt and Susan praying over you. We, we wrote down the different ways that each one of us is making a fresh start, and we posted them back on the bulletin in the, entry, in the bulletin board in the entryway. Go look at those after worship. It is amazing to see the collage of all the ways God is working through us, this body of Christ. There are amazing things like wake up, look around, be grateful. Be patient with myself and God. Pray more frequently and more faithfully. Love myself. Have fun with my family 
Be more involved in church. Be socially active. Better understand the Old Testament. Help at the food bank. Trust God, love others, and try to be around boys who are not in my family. I'm guessing that one was written by a preteen <laughs> who might be a girl. <laughs> if you, as I was looking at all of those different fresh starts, I saw different ways that people were being called in their fresh start for different uses of their time as disciples The life of discipleship is a lifestyle of time alone with God. It is time with other disciples in worship and in small group. And it is time serving the crowds in charity and in justice work. There are a lot more than I just shared back at that bulletin board of fresh starts, even the one about my learning Spanish. And then we write them down, and I don't know about you, but then life happens. There's a lot, there's a reason why we make New Year's resolutions every year instead of one and done, but we have to go back and often make the same resolution over and over. Because it's one thing to decide to learn Spanish, it's another thing to sit down and do the work day after day. And life happens, and we get busy, and maybe we forget, or maybe we lose enthusiasm. Or maybe we start negotiating with ourselves. Now, I said I was going to learn Spanish, but I don't think I meant fluent. Maybe just a few new vocabulary words. Or, you know, I said I was going to pray more frequently, and I was only praying once a week before, so two weeks, twice a week, and I'm good. Or I was going to be a more faithful citizen, and before all I did was vote, and and I wrote one letter to my representative, so I'm done. Jesus, Jesus understands. Jesus gets us. There will be setbacks in this life of discipleship. There will be setbacks in our fresh start. We will negotiate ourselves down. But instead of letting us off the hook... Jesus takes it up a notch. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus told us truths about ourselves. Blessed are you. He said we are salt. He said we are light. And then he takes it further. And like a good teacher, his lesson plan, he goes through a progression. You have heard it said, don't commit murder. I'm golden. Never murdered anybody. I'm a good disciple. And then Jesus says, don't start down the path to murder. With fighting, with insulting, with name calling. Don't call names. There's a whole lot of us Jesus just called out on social media. You've heard it said, don't commit adultery. Also good, never committed adultery. And then Jesus has that. If your eye offends you, pluck it out. If your, if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. I actually loved this passage when I was a teenager. You know, when I was a teenager, not part of a church, but exploring. 
and looking around, not yet a disciple, but interested and intrigued. It was so dramatic. Pluck your eye out, cut your hand off. It was visceral and drama. and, And I was drawn to the undercurrent that the The sin in us is actually not core to who we are, but can be removed. That at our core, we are only the goodness that God created. And it probably helped this was about adultery, and I was a teenager and not married, so I was looking at everybody else's fault (laughs) and what everybody else should do. I love the First Nations version of this passage. This wonderful translation of the New Testament comes straight out of the Greek, but is written, you know, in the language of of First Nations folks. And I want to share it with you. It starts with a note. Most women in the time of creator sets free, that's Jesus, most women were dominated by men and and were often treated as property and looked down on with disrespect. So he said to the men, you've heard the saying, you must not have sexual relations with another man's wife, but I tell you this, any man who looks at a woman and wants his way with her has already done so in his heart. This is not how great spirit wants us to see our sisters. If your right eye sees in this way, gouge it out and throw it away. If your right hand does harm to her, cut it off and throw it away. It is better to lose a part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into the valley of smoldering fire. Drawn from the water, Moses said, If you put away your wife, you must give her divorce papers. Let me tell you why. Anyone who puts away his wife without giving her divorce papers makes her unfaithful when she remarries, unless she was unfaithful already. And then anyone who marries her is having sexual relations with another man's wife. In those days, men would put away their wives without divorcing them, leaving them destitute and unable to remarry. I love that translation. It takes it, it takes it up a notch for us. That we don't, don't start down the path of adultery by looking down on women, by, by not honoring them, by disrespecting them. That's what we call sexism, looking down at women. And it is part of our society. It has insinuated into each one of us, men and women, because we've seen it done. Jesus takes it up a notch. Don't make false promises. Okay, it's possible I've done that. (laughs) Jesus starts with the easy ones. I'm good. And then Jesus gets into, well, okay, maybe I've done those. And he says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Have the courage of integrity. And Jesus takes it up a notch. Don't retaliate. Now wait right there a minute, Jesus. In the scripture it says, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. That's justice. That's fairness. 
But Jesus says, don't retaliate. You are different because God is different. If someone strikes you on your right cheek, turn and offer your left. If someone sues you for your coat, give them your cloak as well. And then Jesus lays it out, takes it up another notch. Love your enemies. And to be clear, in case you think Jesus is a stuffed, plush toy, he doesn't understand what he's saying. Jesus knew what he was saying. And he knew what he was calling us to. Love your enemies. Would you read these holy words with me? You have heard it said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be the children of your Father in heaven. God causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Not even the tax collectors doing that. And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Our fresh starts are good, but they are starts to something more. This life of discipleship, it continually calls us to follow God all the way, to be like God, to be perfect as God is perfect, as the one who created us is perfect, as the one in whose image we live and breathe is perfect. We are called to follow and to keep following. It's interesting to me, interesting, that Lent follows so closely on New Year's and our New Year's resolutions, often less than two months. Lent actually starts in 10 days. Not this Wednesday, but next. Lent begins. A friend of mine who was raised in the church said, every year I gain weight at Christmas and I lose it at Lent because he gives up sweets at Lent. It worked. As we have named our fresh starts, and we start, and then we deal with our own setbacks, and we are called to keep walking, to take the next step, that we let Jesus challenge us to a life that is bigger than our, even our imagination, bigger certainly than being nice. Because everybody loves their neighbors. Everybody wants what's best for their families. But Christians are different. We love everybody God loves, including our enemies. We follow the one whose perfect love is for everybody. And we love every image of God walking around in human skin. Our enemies, the poor, the addicted. This life of discipleship is a life of persistence, that we stay committed to our fresh start and that we take the next step, that we keep up at doing the good that we're doing 
and then go further. That we don't merely avoid murder, but that we truly honor people. That we don't merely avoid adultery, but that we look on all people with respect. That we don't merely feed the hungry in front of us, but we work to change the system that leaves people hungry. And this is a grace-filled life. This is a life with God where the impossible becomes possible, where we truly honor all people, even on social media, where we treat all people with respect, and we work on healing the parts of us that have learned differently, and where we love even our enemies, where the love of God shining through us is so strong that it is bigger even than our own hurt. We walk this life of discipleship because God is with us. We, have, we start with the first step, and then we keep going. We keep going. Because you matter. Your mission matters. And this year matters. Amen. Thanks for listening. This podcast is preached almost always by our pastor, Reverend Mia Crosswaite. CUNA United Methodist Church is a community on a mission to make disciples for the transformation of the world. To support this podcast and the missional priorities of this church, go to cunaumc.org and click on Give. Any amount helps. And if you're kind enough to share your contact information with us, we'll continually send you things.